And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Okay, y'all, I'm coming at you with a purpose today. This is hot on the heels of 221. We are now at 222. Um, it's a day after I posted 221, which tells you, like, man, he's got some stuff to say. Well, he does, and some of it is like, man, I'm dumb, and then some of it is stuff that I want to say. So uh, thank you, Aaron, podcast listener Aaron, for pointing out that I am a major idiot. She, those, are, those are my words, not hers. She's too nice. She's not going to tell, tell it like it is the way that I will. Um, she's pulling her punches, which I appreciate. So thank you, Aaron. She alerted me like, hey, you guys, like for the last couple episodes, when the podcast start, you've got like multiple voices talking at once. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I pull up my uh, my editing program here. I'm like, oh yeah, sure enough, I have another track, which is the old like stock promo that I had at the start, which is still in there and not muted, and I just talked over it, so I'm dumb. So I fixed that here, so you can actually hear me loud and clear, finally for the whole thing. So it is something where if you go back and re-listen to that, and you're like, man, he's an idiot. Skip. Um, it cleans up at about the two minute and twenty second mark. So I don't think you're missing anything too important there. If you go back to that, skip ahead a little bit, and hopefully I will have learned my lesson. I do like the idea of having that uh, that stock thing in there to say all the stuff that I need to say every episode, but keep forgetting to. But I also find it's really annoying, and uh, I don't want to use it. At least you know maybe I'll come up with a shorter version of it or something. But I'm pulling it out for right now. So. Anyway, uh, call in number 865-518-6569. I think that's right. We'll go with it. Um, I think so because I was saying that yesterday and somebody called in and left a message. So we're going to do that. We're going to talk about a very specific circumstance that I wanted to discuss today as well, which is really the reason why this is coming in hot because something for a client. I wanted to give them some um, some feedback and instruction on something. And I said, hey, you know what? It's going to be a lot easier if we do this via a podcast episode. And I know other people can benefit from it too. So we're going to talk about that about uh, meal plans and macros, making the transition from one to the other. So let's start with a uh, voicemail here. I'm going to stick on the old cans, stick on the headphones. This is, okay, I see now what I did wrong yesterday or whenever I posted that last episode. The, The line in my audio program here that has that promotional clip, I also put the voicemails on. So I had it muted, then I unmuted it to listen to the voicemail, and then that unmuted the audio track, the the promo clip as well. So I'm going to unmute it right now. I'm going to go in and then take that specific item and mute it so I can leave the track on and have that item off. Did I mention I use this program every day for writing songs, recording music? You'd think I'd know how to use it. I do, but also like I do dumb stuff with it all the time. I mean, really dumb. Okay, here we go. This voicemail came in just a couple hours ago, so let's drop it in here and see what we got. Hi, Darren. Jason, one of your clients had a few comments and questions. I always feel like when I hear my weekly check-ins, you should put the music from the drop set in the beginning of that because (laughs) I listen to both the podcast, and then when I hear your check-ins in the morning uh, for my check-in day, I always feel like I'm missing that drop set intro. Um, number two, I think um, you should do some interviews with some of your clients and finding out uh, some struggles or some successes or feedback 
on things they've tried or things that they have done previously that had not worked, why they found you, uh, what they like about working with you. Mm, nobody uh, wants to hear that. The experience of, of the process <laughs> I think would be a, a super helpful thing for some of these listeners um, because my guess is, that like in my business, you know, people that are hardcore into uh, bodybuilding uh, probably uh, have their channels to listen to. And I originally found you on this podcast because I was getting interested into this uh, world. And this was the intro into uh, bodybuilding as well as you as a coach. Anyway, hmm. hope this is helpful. Later. Super helpful. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate that. Thank you, man, for calling in. Uh, so, uh, first of all, yeah, you said why people like working with me. Nobody wants to hear that except my mom, uh, which, you know, I don't think mom listens to this podcast, actually. How, that says something right there, doesn't it? Oh, man. All right, headphones coming off. Um, I like that idea a lot. Uh, interviews with some clients or anybody, you know. I mean, I, I, I'd love to interview clients. I'd love to interview non-clients because they would also bring a perspective that isn't necessarily something that I already know. You know, with clients, I already know, like, everything they're doing, what I want to ask them. I feel like it's a lot of leading stuff, which there can still be some value in that because, you know, even if you get a few of my clients in the room together, they're all going to have different experiences. And they're going to learn from each other. So I think I like that. I like that. Cool. Uh, I should also interview Aaron, um, who pointed out my uh, <laughs> my my idiocy with the uh, with the audio. Um, uh, is that like punishment? It's like, hey, thanks for helping me out. Now you have to be on my podcast as a guest. I'm going to interview you because Aaron's a badass. And she uh, does shows all the time. Um, she works with somebody with a coach who is not me, um, and it'd be it might be interesting to get her perspective. So there you go, Aaron. I'm, I'm that's my olive branch to you. So um, if you're game, let me know. And if you're not, I won't be too offended. That's okay. I'm used to it. I'm used to hearing no now. When I when I reach out to people for interviews, there's a reason why there haven't been there hasn't been an interview on here in a while. I reach out to plenty of people, uh, and I I get uh, the same response 95 percent of the time, which is nothing, no response. So um, yeah, it's a bummer. Anyway, uh, the music thing is funny. What if what if I just bring my guitar over here when I'm recording voice notes for clients? And as I usually do, like with Jason, I'd say, hey, Jason, good morning. How are we doing? And then I play a little lick on the guitar. Ding, 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 ding. That'd be a good way for me to practice. Um, except I start those check-ins in the mornings before my wife is awake. I don't think she would appreciate that. She'd be like, why the fuck are you playing guitar at 530 in the morning? I'm like, well, you know, my clients asked for it. <laughs> That's, that that is how someone starts googling divorce lawyers. So um, maybe not, maybe not. I'll find a way to I'll find a way to make that work. I don't know. <laughs> uh, great idea though. I love it. I love it. Um, the the interview thing, <laughs> the music thing too. Just there are practical limitations, right? Uh, may, maybe you know because I do a good chunk of check a good chunk of check ins. Say that three times fast. Um, very very early in the day. Um, and then once she's gone, I do some more. So maybe maybe the the later block, you know, I can I can bring out the guitar work for those and give give people some tasty licks. And then you could hear like, man, when he's playing an acoustic guitar, like he's terrible. Like he is so bad. I try to tell people all the time, like I'm not a great guitarist. Like that thing that you heard at the beginning, that's all me. What you don't know is that it took me 75 takes to get those very very basic licks put down. Like, I'm not good. And even on take number 75, I just said, eh, that's good enough. Now let me fix it and let me edit it. Like, I'm bad, okay? And so if I did, if I did live acoustic guitar intros for voice notes, you would hear just how bad I am. 
be like, wow, those strings are buzzing like a mofo, dude. Anyway, uh, on to the, the meat and potatoes of the subject here. And this relates to uh, a client of mine, Colby, who I've, I've worked with. Um, and we did a, a show years ago, years ago. And then she came back to me recently, not with the goal of doing another show, but just like, hey, it's been a while, kind of want to, you know, get things back in shape. All right, cool. So working on it, and I floated the idea to her just because she does a lot of travel on the weekends, um, and it can be, you know, tricky to um, take the meal plan on the road. You know, it's not always the most portable thing. Sure, you can do it, but it can be a bit of a Herculean pain in the ass at times as well. So um, I just floated the idea of her of like, hey, what do you think about going to macros? You know, just uh, it'd be good. Like, I'm not sure what your experience level is with it. I know we've always done a meal plan. I don't know if you're comfortable with doing macros. And her response here, um, if I can, you know, I'm not telling tales out of school or anything like that, but um, let me just kind of summarize what she said here. I already responded and filed this away. So um, she said she's a little hesitant and scared about going to macros, which I get that a lot, a lot from people. Um, And that she struggles a little bit with food discipline and that going with a meal plan is the path of least resistance. So you either do it or you don't. Um, But she's open to trying it. And she's like, I just need a little, little help on some specifics, which is why we're here right now. So um, figure if I can, if I can help her, I can help a lot of people at the same time. So it's it's a very common thing. So, um, the first thing I would say is a meal plan is very binary, right? You either do it or you don't. Same thing with macros. You either hit your numbers or you don't. So I, I try to disabuse people of the knowledge that, or the, the, the perspective that a meal plan is easier to stick to. Like, no, you still have to put in the work to stick to it. And you can deviate from a meal plan just like you can deviate from macros. The other thing I like to tell people is that by and large, they're the same thing. And I think as soon as people get that into their head, it changes the perspective. So it is the same thing in a couple of ways. First of all, if you're a client of mine and you have a meal plan, I start with your macros and then I just build foods around it. Like that, that's, that's always how it works. I, I know where I want your macros and then I just, you know, increase here, decrease there, shift this around to here until I'm happy with it. So what I'm presenting with you is really a, an example in the meal plan of one way that you can hit those macros that I consider to be pretty ideal. And there are some less optimal ways to do it as well. But um, the uh, what, what I'd like to do here is kind of talk about how specifically, if you're a client of mine, but more generally, um, most of this is going to apply to everyone universally, um, how you would transition from a meal plan to a macro-based plan. Um, and the first thing I think is to recognize that if you're following a meal plan, you already are following a macro-based plan and you just need to be aware of that. And so the way to be aware of that is to find your app of choice, whether it's MyFitnessPal, Chronometer, Spark People, Lose It, whatever the hell it is. There's a billion of them. Food tracking apps. Um, and just log your meal plan. That's it. And so um, one one thing that's kind of proprietary to my clients is if you do that, log your meal plan. And if you find discrepancies, like because every meal plan that I send to a client has the per meal macros and the daily macros as well. So if I pull up, let me just pull up Colby's plan here really quick. Um, I wasn't prepared to do this, but we can, we can do it. I'm organized. I know where shit is on my computer. Boom. Here we go. Latest iteration. This is from Tuesday. 
So pull this up and let's say like, you know, uh, meal, meal two is four ounces of a lean protein. Like when I write meal plans, I don't care what protein source you pick. By and large, they're all close enough to the same that they come out in the wash anyway. And any difference is just a rounding error. So four ounces of lean protein, 90 grams cooked of jasmine rice, and a cup of veggies. And then there's a, a kind of a, a list of veggies. Like pretty much anything non-starchy is going to work there just fine. So I don't specify broccoli or green beans or asparagus or any other. Just you know, a cup of non-starchy veggies, whatever. Again, it's all going to work out in the wash anyway. I'm as big as pre- on precision as anyone else, but there are some things it's like it does not matter. You want to use tilapia for everything? Fine. You want to use chicken breast for everything? Fine. You want to use 99 one ground turkey for everything? Fine. You want to get a meal of each in for every day? Fine. Totally cool. Um, there's a list of lean proteins. So like salmon is not a lean protein, you know, um, you know, chicken thighs are not lean. Um, any kind of ground beef, regardless of the leanness is not lean. Even 96.4 ground beef is not a lean protein by my numerical definition. So there's, there are limits there. So that meal has 31 grams of protein, 34 grams of carbs, four grams of fiber, three grams of fat, 280 calories. All that is spelled out. So she's got five meals in her plan. They're all spelled out. So we know what the per meal macros are, what the per meal calories are, which I wouldn't worry about that and what the totals are for the day as well. So um, the first thing is don't worry about the calorie number, um, especially if you're looking at one of my meal plans because I put in some different checksum math in there. The calorie number will be off a little bit um, compared to, for her, it's only off by, what, 13 calories in total for the day, which is uh spectacularly low for me. Usually it's off by significantly more than that. Um, it's not uncommon for that to be off by 150 or so. So I always tell my clients, ignore the calories completely. I do some creative math when it comes to fiber quite intentionally. So I have a more measured idea of what your actual caloric intake is, but it is going to make the numbers, uh, uh, mismatched from what you would find if you plugged it in online. So we're just looking at proteins, carbs, and fats. That's it. So log your meal plan. That's the first step I would give to you, Colby, or anybody else. Just log your meal plan to start. That's it. So, um, you know, that meal, you plug it in, four ounces of, you know, it says lean protein, but I'm having chicken breast. So we plug that in. Okay, 90 grams jasmine rice cooked. Okay, that's how I'm measuring it. Cool. And a cup of veggies. I'm having broccoli. So I'm going to log a cup. Cool. And then you're going to get some numbers. My Fitness Pal is going to spit, or whatever app is going to spit out some numbers for you for that meal. So this is your time to bust out polish off and hone your bullshit detector. So what you need to do is look at the numbers that 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 app is spitting at you and compare them to the per meal macros that you have here. And if you're following a meal plan from anybody else that has those macros per meal as well, you can do the same thing. Um, And if you don't, you know, most meal plans that you get from a coach, if they don't have the macros spelled out per meal, you're still going to get daily macros for the most part. Um, And if that's the case, great. Um, Not all coaches do that. Most do. I find that the ones that don't, mm, I have have issues with some of their methodology, but that's okay. Um, You can do it on the... uh, on, on the daily totals as well. See, you know, log the whole day's worth of meals, compare it to the daily totals and see what's off and by how much. And then see if like, huh, okay, that is weird. Well, you know, maybe one of these entries, you know, we disagree on the numbers a little bit. And that's what we're really looking for here is the numbers that I have plugged in on, on my meal plan are correct. They are all, I mean, I don't have too much of an ego about most things, but on this I do like my numbers are right. And I will fight anyone to the death who argues. Otherwise I spent a lot of time into researching these numbers and coming up with a consensus 
for things that sometimes have some discrepancy. Like, and you can see that if you pull up my fitness pal and you start looking through chicken breast, like you'll find somebody who will say that, you know, every ounce of chicken breast has a gram and a half of fat in it. No, it doesn't. Give me a break for her. For this whole meal, there's three grams of fat. It's a four ounce lean protein portion, a small portion of rice and a veg as well. So, um, it should be very low in fat. Um, if, if you log that meal, if it comes in too high, the problem is that one of the entries that you're using in the database of the app just has bad data and find a different entry. If you search for chicken breast, you'll find there's probably 500 different database entries that you could select from in any of these apps. So, um, you need to find one that just jives with the numbers that are in this plan or in your plan. Or if you're looking at the total daily macros and you find like, man, I'm having chicken three times a day. Why are my fats so high? Well, you know, go in and look and see, um, in your app, how much fat's getting added with those chicken portions, and maybe you've just got a bad database entry. So the thing about this is that um, a lot of these databases, many of the entries in them are user-sourced, so they are not necessarily reliable. That is true even for things that you barcode scan. So double-check the numbers with the label on anything that you barcode scan as well. So don't just assume like, well, I scanned the barcode, so it must be accurate. No, I've seen it come up wrong myself. Um, so that, that's the first step is just log your meal plan and understand also that you are already following a macro-based diet. Um, you're either hitting your meal plan every day, which means you're hitting your macros, or you're not, which means your macros are off. And so that's the next step is if you miss something on the meal plan that you are logging just to kind of get used to it. What I want you to do is develop a sense of, you know, where your proteins are coming from, where your carbs are coming from, where your fats are coming from. If you don't already have a good handle on that, what foods are contributing to what, and can we get the numbers that you're logging to be close to the daily totals, right? So, uh, the other thing is if you are off on something now you log that, so what I would recommend doing, if you're in MyFitnessPal, that's the app that I'm the most familiar with. So I'm going to give you some, some um, advice specific to that. So if I go here and I haven't logged anything in a while because I just follow the same thing every day. And that's what I would encourage you to do eventually as well. Um, but I'm, I'm pulling up, let's say I pull up yesterday's log here. There's nothing in it for me, but let's pretend there was. Um, actually, what if I go back to a day when there was? I'm going to have to go back a while. Where was this? When was the last time I logged something? It might have been in February. Back, 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 back. I'm telling you, my diet's boring. I just follow the same crap. There it is. It's March 1st. Okay. So up at the top, I have the little pencil icon here. I'm going to tap that, which allows me to select all the foods on my plan that I logged for that day. And then I hit the three dots and I say copy to date and I select today. Boom. All right. Now I've logged my entire day today the same as I, as same as I had done for the March 1st. So by default, this is where you start. Like once you have a full day logged, cool. Don't log it all the next day, copy it over from the previous day. And then if there's anything that's off, change it as you go. But again, I would also say like things shouldn't be off. Like you should always wake up with a plan in place. And then it's just about executing that plan. Same thing, you know, whether it's macros, whether it's a meal plan, nothing changes that it's the exact same concept. The only question is, do you have um, freedom over food selection or has that been decided for you? So a meal plan is simply a macro based plan that you didn't create the diet for yourself. What I strongly encourage everyone to do is follow a meal plan, whether it's written by a coach, me, somebody else, or whether it's one written by you based on macros that your coach gave you. You are still following a meal plan most days. But if you're if you're 
comfortable with the math involved and the process of you know deleting entries from your um, food log, adding new stuff, making macronutrient substitutions, etc. Um, you can make some last minute adjustments if you need to, but still always the only way that you can really succeed long term in bodybuilding is if you wake up each day with a plan. And so you might be like, you know, in, in Colby's situation, I'm going to keep referencing her because, you know, she's the genesis for this episode. So thanks, Colby. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, she might be like, okay, so tomorrow I've got, uh, I've got travel. I've got, you know, a four hour drive to get somewhere. I've got this and that going on. So my typical plan, you know, I could do it, but oh man, I'd have to jump on some meal prep right now. I don't have enough stuff ready to go. What am I going to do? So then you've just got to have a library of, of backup options to go for. So first thing always is take the day's log, select all copy to tomorrow. Um, always start from that. And then you go through, you know what your numbers are. And then, so you're like, okay, there's two ways that you can approach this. You could just go and delete all the meals that you know, you're going to have to replace. Or you could say, okay, I'm not going to hit this meal. Let me find a replacement for it. I would personally, if it were me, if I knew I had five meals and I knew that numbers three and four, um, I'm not going to be able to hit as I normally would just because of lack of meal prep. And let's say I don't have a refrigerated bag and I can't take the um, the perishable stuff with me on the road. Fair. Okay. Um, get a meal prep bag, first of all. Uh, but I would just delete meals three and four. And then that, that's going to leave me with a macro size of uh, a, a a hole in my macros of a certain size. And then you're like, okay, I need to come up with X grams of protein, Y grams of carbs and Z grams of fat. Um, and how you distribute that honestly for one day doesn't really matter too much. It would be good if you took out two meals, if you replaced it with two in a pinch, if you had to replace that with just one larger meal, it's not ideal, but you could do that. You could do that. We, we start to run into issues with inequality in protein distribution if we do that, which doesn't make me super happy. But as a one-off, I'm not too worried about it as long as it's not something where, you know, every day you're having a meal that has 80 grams of protein in it when that's half your daily target. Like, you got to break it up more than that. But as a one-off, eh, not my favorite, but I can live with that. So, um, again, the, the mindset of the whole thing, though, just, you know, you're still following a meal plan. It's just a plan of your own creation or that you have, you know, used my plan as a reference for and then tweaked over time and said, you know what? I'm really sick of jasmine rice. I don't ever want to eat jasmine rice again in my whole life. I'm going to replace that with quinoa. Okay, great. There's really not even a substitution needed for that, but perform your due diligence. You might find that you have to shave 10 grams off here and there or whatever in order to make that fit, but you've done it. That's your first macronutrient substitution. Just changing out a food for a similar food. It's in the same family. It's a, it's a carbohydrate source. Um, it's going to have minimal ripple effect on proteins and fats. There's really no trace macros in that that are outside of what would normally be in rice so um that's it that's it it's it's really that simple it, it is very very easy um but it can be kind of intimidating the first part is just to you know recognize that you've got um you've got everything that you need to get started right at your fingertips. Like you've got the plan and then you just need to start logging that. Check your numbers, check the math. It doesn't take long. Like, you know, just pull up my fitness pal. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do it right here. So um, I'm going to log meal two from Colby's plan right here. And I'm going to see what I get. So I'm going to say chicken breasts. Cause that's what I'm using. Uh, this says boneless, skinless chicken breast. This is a six ounce portion. Do I agree with these numbers? Yeah, they're, they're close ish, but uh, you know, we're going to go with that. So um, we'll, we'll double check it later. So I'm going to say a four ounce or uh, four servings, one ounce each. That's a four ounce portion. Okay. Yeah, yeah, more or less. I'm happy with that. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to do uh, broccoli. 
And the first entry that comes up says, uh, what number of servings? One, one cup. It's 30 calories. That happens to jive pretty well with my assumptions for that. Cool. And then jasmine rice. And then this entry that comes up here, for some reason it says Carolina jasmine rice. Okay. Serving size is one gram. We're doing 90 of those. All right. And do I agree with those numbers? You know, more or less, I think. So there we go. Um, so I have that. And now I'm going to go back here to my diary for the day and see what it says. So I'm hoping that this comes out pretty close because I have not checked this to see what kind of what kind of shit show I might be getting myself into here. It says I have 29 grams of protein, 25 grams of carbs, 2 grams of fat. Okay, that's off. That is definitely off. Definitely off. So um, broccoli here. Let's go to it. Um, so in total, I am short... Two grams of protein, that's pretty close, right? Um, I can tell where the deficit's coming from. It's just a little short on the chicken breast there. So um, there's a couple things. You could try and find a different database entry, or you could just increase the portion size that you're logging um, to get the numbers to add up right. The only difference there, uh, the only issue there is you might end up with like, oh, it says I have a 4.6 ounce serving just to make the numbers work. And then if you go back to that and th think that that's what you're actually supposed to measure, you can confuse yourself down the road. So I'm going to delete that entry and I'm going to try to find a different one. So, um, yeah, I don't like that. So I know the protein needs to be a little bit higher. Um, chicken breast. Okay. So we'll search there. And so this one's just a little bit higher in calories. It says with skin. That's not correct. Nope. Um, raw skinless. Nope. So, um, I should also add to my description here for my search cooked, cooked chicken breast. I still have like 10,000 entries that I can search from here. One of these is going to work. Um, that's three and this might work. I don't know. Let's check it here. So, uh, if I do 1.33 servings, um, because it's a three ounce portion. Um, so at this point, uh, no, that's too high. Like that says I have 35 grams of protein. That's too much. Nope, that's not correct. So it's all about trying to get this to jive with what is in the, uh, uh, what's, what's in the plan. So this next entry here says nine grams of protein per one ounce. God, I wish that was true. Nope. Nope. Um, Here's another entry that's interesting here. So this says, um, cooked chicken breast, um, serving size, one piece. Never use anything like that. Never use anything like that where it says one piece. A piece is not a serving size. Like, it's like saying a bucket. How big of a bucket? You know, how full is the bucket? No, one piece. And also it says it has um, 10 grams of protein and 21 grams of fat. This is what I mean. That is just a complete bullshit entry. That has no basis in reality at all. Um, okay. Uh, chicken breast foil cooked. It doesn't really matter how cooked it is, uh, how it's cooked. Um, so this has 140 grams. The numbers here look like they might be okay. It's just the protein's higher than I want, but 140 grams is how much? So you pull up calculator here, you go 140 divided by 28. That's five ounces. Okay, that's a five ounce portion. So um, I want a four ounce portion. Okay, so a four ounce portion, you know, um, four divided by five, It's I want 0.8 of those. So let's try that and see what we get. 0.8. So that's 32 grams of fat. That's higher than it needs to be. Or I'm sorry, 32 grams of protein. Let's just check it here. Um, and so now my protein is 36. So it's a little too high, right? So still too, so still this chicken breast here. The thing is like, you got to do this once, 
right? Once. And then once you get the right chicken breast entry that has the correct numbers in it, you're done. You just use that going forward. But you got to spend a little bit of time getting the right one. Getting the right one. So chicken, whoops, chicken breast. God, I can't type. Oh my God. I hate this so much. <laughs> Cooked. Okay. Uh, continuing on down here. All right. Uh, maybe this one. I don't know. 31, say 100 grams. 100 grams is what? This is what you, you keep going back to this 100 divided by 28. That's three and a half ounces. Okay. Um, no, that's already too high in, pro, in protein. I need to bump it up there a little bit more. This is 100 grams, 22. That's a little too low. And see, you're, we're playing Goldilocks here, right? It's just a little off, little off, little off, little off. Not quite right. That one's too high in fat. Chicken breast cooked. Uh, that one's too high in fat as well. Eventually, it's going to happen. Cooked chicken breast, 100 grams. Nope. And if it comes down to it, eventually I might just say, you know what, screw it. <laughs> We're just going to fudge it a little bit and make one up. Um, chicken breast cooked plain. Nope, that's too low. Is it? That's pretty close. That might be the closest one yet. So this is a three-ounce portion. And if we do 1.33 of those servings here, that's 26. This gets us a little higher. This gets us a little closer. And now that is a number I'm happy with. Yeah. Yep, yep. So now our carbs are still low. And we've got to figure out where that's where that's coming from. So I know, for example, um, because of the um, uh, database that I that, that I use for creating my own plans, I know that my veggies. I'm assuming about eight or nine grams of carbs. This one came in at six for the broccoli entry that I have checked here. So I'm going to see if I can delete that and find one that's a little higher in carbs. It's going to be a little bit more accurate. You could also just roll with that. It's not too far off, realistically. Um, so broccoli, what cooked broccoli? There we go. Uh, a cup. It says it's 34 calories, but here's the thing. So you got to run it through your BS detector. It's 34 calories. Where are they coming from? It says 0.8 grams of carbs, zero, zero fat, zero protein. Those numbers don't add up. Those macros are incorrect. That fails the math test. Um, that one says six. Okay. That's not bad. Um, I might go to this one and just increase the portion size a little bit. My, my assumption for veggies in a meal plan is about 40 calories. And so if I just increase this portion to one and a third, that gets us much closer to spec. That's 40 calories. That's eight grams of carbs. Cool. Um, so that's closer. That's good. And now we are at 27 grams of carbs. We're still short because this jasmine rice entry here only says 19 grams of carbs. And it should be closer to 25, thereabouts. So um, these are things that I know because I wrote this. But also you just learn by looking and realizing like, okay, this these numbers aren't adding up. So I'm short on these carbs. And the thing is also trust, if you've got a meal plan for me, that my numbers are correct because they are. Um, so let's say jasmine rice again. We're going to search for that and just not pick the first answer. Uh, okay. Cooked. One cup. Is there a different option here? So we can say one gram instead. Always use mass measurements instead of, uh, instead of volume when it comes to this stuff. Here we go. 25 grams of carbs. There we go. We did it. All right. So now the numbers for that meal add up to 31, 33, 4 compared to my numbers here that are 31, 34, 3. Hey, there we go. We did it. We just logged meal two on the plan. 
took a little bit longer, but now uh, one of the another meal in here is the same except without the rice. So I just copy that, delete the rice, boom, there's two meals done automatically. Um, and once you get, like honestly, spending a little bit of time to get your protein sources, like your animal proteins in there, correct and with accurate numbers, very much worth it. Very much worth it. Figure chicken is around seven grams of protein per ounce. Most turkeys are around six grams of protein per ounce. You can always go to the USDA website and look at their database as well to get the actual values. Just make sure also that you're checking cooked versus raw. So that that's it. So you start by logging your meal plan. And then from there, you just use that going forward. Select all, copy to tomorrow, and then take it from there. It's easy easy, easy, easy. So that's how I would start. That's the gateway. And then understand also that, you know, it's still, you're still beholden to that plan, whatever it is. It's not just, um, a lot of people say, Oh, it's, it's macros, it's flexible dieting. And they think like their foods need to be different every day. No, they can be, but you're better off if they're not, you know, it's much more productive if you just have the same stuff routinely. So, um, let it be simple. Let it be simple. Keep, keep with simplicity. Keep with consistency. Treat it like it's a meal plan, even though it's a flexible diet. It doesn't have to be that flexible, you know? So um, that's it. That's it. So this has been an impromptu episode of the Drop Set 222. So we'll see. I uh, might see you back here again next week. Again, if you have questions, call in 865-518-6569. I would love to hear from you. 